I had no idea. You know, I'm, I'm an actor. I studied at Juilliard. I did Broadway, Off-Broadway, did a lot of classics, Shakespeare. And I had no way of knowing this is where my career was going to go. I had just, it was an audition. I auditioned for a job. And that was 27 years ago. And it led to this character that just went on and on and on. So I think the reason he's so iconic is because of all the superheroes, he's the only one who has no superpowers at all. He's just an ordinary person. But what he has is a super amount of passion and a super sense of right and wrong morality. And so he's just an average guy with a billion dollars who transforms himself into this champion of pure good. There's nothing in it for him. He gets nothing out of this except the knowledge that he's healing the world. And it's all because of what happened to him as a child, the avenging what happened to the, the murder of his parents and his being left as an orphan. Um, and he spends his life, instead of allowing life, you know, life, I often say life throws nothing but curveballs. You know, you, no matter what you do to prepare for life, it's gonna throw a curveball. You're gonna constantly be switching from this to that. And if you let it, it can make you bitter. It can make you angry. It can make you hostile. Bruce Wayne doesn't allow that to happen. Life throws him this huge curveball as a child, and he takes it and he turns it into something good. Warden, something's not right. I'm going with him. You're not safe here. No one is. You're wrong, Raish. You've become what you've always fought against, and I will stop you. Gotham needs something more, something worse to defend her. She needs a new myth, a legend more powerful than I can be right now. A legend that can only rise from the ashes of the Batman. Do you want to know something funny? Even after everything you've done, I would have saved you. <laughs> Where, Scarecrow? Go to hell! Where is he? Talk! Or I'll crush every bone in your body. I am vengeance. I am the Knight. I am Batman! Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast where we talk about our favorite video games and all things pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. I'm your host, Jared, and our special guest joining us today is Richard Chinqui from Three Song Stories and WGCU. He's joining us today to talk about Batman the Animated Series and honor the late Kevin Conroy. As of the release of this episode, Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League just came out, and this is the last performance of Kevin Conroy as the Batman. Please let us know what you think of this episode somewhere on the internet, and with all that being said, it's Razzle Dazzle time! Hey there, Richard. Thank you so much for joining me again today on this episode where we talk about Batman the Animated Series. Hello, and yeah, uh, BTAS is the best. It's the it's the one that made all of the other Batman things, I think, in my heart. Yeah, um, so the last time you were here was hmm. for Superman, but oh, yeah. you joined us on our general Batman episode yes. where we talk about anything and everything we like about the Batman. Mm. And we, of course, mentioned Kevin Conroy and yeah. the animated series. We had like a little segment about it, and the whole purpose of that episode was to honor Kevin because of the new Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game because that's his last oh, role. Right. Yeah. Originally it was supposed to come out 
back then, but it got delayed, and now it's coming out when this recording oh, releases. Yeah, how timely. <laughs> yeah, I just found that out this morning. I could be like, oh yeah, no, I'm a great producer, so I, I planned this. No, uh, February 2nd is when the new Suicide Squad game comes out, the last performance of Kevin uh, before he died. And I think, one, I wanted to do this uh, little bonus episode, you know, for... Kevin and mm-hmm. for that, but also I feel like we didn't really get to have that much. Like we, I don't think we, we talked enough about the animated series yeah. in that episode originally. Yeah, I think it's a thing unto itself, right? Because yeah. um, obviously Batman is Batman, but there are so many characters in the Rogues Gallery that we all consider now just like, yeah, that's just like those mm-hmm. are Batman characters, and there are so many elements of the character of Batman and how we think of like how to write him or how he acts that we're born kind of out of that um some of them intentional some of them just by happenstance that's real but but now it's more than canon right like Mm -hmm. there are things that are canon like so like harley quinn exists now she does she just she simply does she was created for the show but i think something like batman using a batman voice and a bruce wayne voice which was a kevin conroy choice yes that was a chance that was a risk they took and it that's more than canon that's just that's just how it is it's now it's a style now it's a, it's a yeah it's a decision about the makeup of the character yeah. at his at his core that has now become just how batman is mm-hmm. um it's a staple now it's a staple um i think some of the some of the best balancing acts of the dark serious nature um the corruption elements mm-hmm. of like batman his rogue gallery in gotham city I think some of that is born in in that show mm-hmm. um, and balancing it with the lighter, not just fun and cartoon series stuff, but like the softer hearted elements that right. we see in Batman happen a lot more in this series. And I think that Paul Dini and Bruce Timm were exploring those elements from the get go. If I'm not mistaken, when they pitched it to Warner Brothers, being free to go a little darker. Yeah was something they kind of put on the table. They were like, we want to do this show and we want to do it this way. And if we can't, then we'd rather not, if I remember right. Um, yeah, because Paul and Paul and Bruce yeah. didn't want to have like a cartoon version of the Adam West show. Right. You know, they wanted something Super serious. Friends. Yeah. yeah uh, or yeah, Super Friends. I know uh, from an interview, Paul, or I'm sorry, Bruce was talking to, to Kevin and he's like, you know, this is not for kids. Like, this show isn't necessarily for kids, but it's kid-appropriate, it's kid-friendly, but this is not, like, a show to be shown to to little kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, this yeah. is a show for anybody to enjoy because of the story, because of who this Batman is. Yeah, and I think that bears out when you look at some of the stronger Rogue's Gallery editions, yeah. right? So, Mr. Freeze, Oh, right? my God. Um, and was it Heart of Ice? Is that what it's called? The yes, episode? that's yeah. like episode three. Yeah, I think four. I think that won a Peabody. Um, yes, it did. Um, won an award. A, a Clayface. Uh, Clayface Matt Hagen. Yeah, and that's a two-parter. That's a two-parter when they introduce him. And I think those are maybe some of the better examples yes. of not only um, how they added characters that we now consider to be just like yeah, that's core mm-hmm. Rogues Gallery, but also they're some of the more interesting characters, and I think they also paint the the main theme of what makes Batman's 
villains good villains. Yes. Um, and that is both of them, and, and others also, are kind of tragic villains. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of them are like, I'm a bad guy and I just want to be a bad guy and isn't it awesome to steal money or kill people <laughs> or take over Gotham and rule it like a kingdom. Both the only of, one like that is Joker. Yeah, and well, and yes, and that's why he's different, Yes, right? That's like, uh, if, if everybody's super mean and evil, then they're just different flavors of it. Yeah. And if everybody's tragic, then they're just different flavors of it. Having one villain, who I think we're going to spend probably a lot of time talking about on this, be a different thing entirely yes. than all of the rest of them in an in a almost inhuman way, like, is genius, whether or not they knew when they started that that was going to be the contrast. Yeah. I think that, you know, when we look at Victor Freeze, a man who is tormented by his own failures, mm-hmm. just trying to save his wife, and then now is also he himself, like, compromised in a way that's kind of irrevocable. And then we look at Clayface, which is, uh, you know, we start as a as maybe a more shallow motivation, yeah. but we end up with a person who is still in just as an intractable position as, as Freeze. Like, he, like, he's literally falling apart, mm-hmm. and it becomes less about the money he's trying to steal and more about trying to regain his humanity. And, you know, the scene uh, at the end of that two-parter uh, where they introduce the character when he's in the control room mm-hmm. and, and Batman beats him by showing him all of the, mm-hmm. the faces that he's been and he spins out of control. It's well acted. It's well voiced. Um, the animation bumps up. You can see it's that they, they spent yeah. money on that part. With all the different transformations yeah. going on at the it's same so time. It's so fluid. Oh. What are you doing? Stop it! Look at the Megan. Look at what you used to be. No. No. Turn them off. You can play those roles again, Hagen. Let me help you find a cure. No! Hagen's gone! Make him stop haunting me! scene like this too bad i won't get to read the notices and then of course like his and then and then uh thematically like he dies but not really or he fakes his own death final act so when if you (laughs) you sit down you know like you can show you know a five-year-old this this episode the freeze episode and it's cool and they're fun and batman's amazing and the villain is scary yeah like and 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 there there are things that kids can understand like a shape shifter an ice ray like like these are you know really watchable of mm-hmm. course for kids but but the theme of like like a man who has destroyed himself because of the failures that he had he was as a husband yeah and him punishing himself by just willing to be buried with this kind of uh what would you call her a uh, a trophy of his shame like like she's there in the glass yeah. and he's kneeling there and they're both buried forever until we see him again next yes. time but like <laughs> but like he's he's accepted and he's kind of put himself in prison 
with her, mm-hmm. um, and then with Clayface, like um, uh, somebody whose vanity led to self-destruction, who's doing just whatever he needs to do to be a human again, to be normal, right? Like, yeah. Um, and then, and then him kind of giving in to like, I am a monster. Like, mm-hmm. and it's these are these are heady themes that for for little kids would probably go just right past them mm-hmm. for adolescents would be really amazing because it's some of the first earliest things you can digest with these elements and then for like a grown-up it's really kind of neat to to look at mm-hmm. and enjoy i think um yeah i think uh bruce and paul were making shows that they wanted to watch yeah and then they just needed to make sure that they didn't you know, miss the fun stuff while they were doing it. And this is a show that, like, there's guns, there's bullets, people yeah, die. Yeah, hard to see. Yeah, guns you know? in particular for Warner Brothers at the time. Yeah. And um, all of the animation at the time. So, like, you think back to, like, um, the Spider-Man animated series oh, yeah. around that mm-hmm. time. Everybody had lasers. Yeah. Um, And the super... No, the Superman, they had guns because they could shoot at him. Um, there were, there were lots of shows that you had to sub in um, laser beams. Yep. Um, and ray guns because they didn't want kids to, you know, see gun violence. Of course. Um, and it, I think the guns were also, I think, bought, like, part and parcel of the setting because, remember, Mm -hmm. they decided to set it in kind of, um... Neo-noir. Yeah, it was, um, a yesteryear-looking, um... Uh, Art Deco style buildings. Yeah, yeah. Um, the blimps are very iconic, right? <laughs> yes. the, they did the Warner Brothers shield, and you know, the, very it turns into a blimp. Um, and it meant that they could use kind of all of these old like Studebaker cars, mm-hmm. and the, so the gangsters were gangsters. It's very Dick Tracy, right? Yeah. And but that also, I think that also helps to sell the Bat Cave mm-hmm. and the Bat Computer. You know, like this giant wall mm-hmm. <laughs> computer. Um, and it means that like when Batman has something that should be kind of pedestrian, like a motorcycle with rockets, <laughs> or or the plane, or satellites, that it's not. Um, it's not crazy that that puts him a leg above the competition yeah um and it still leaves room then for like grappling hooks yes and it leaves room for batarangs because if you did it now and you said it now you'd have to wonder why he was using like pieces of metal with rope (laughs) to like travel across the city when there's probably like military technology that bruce wayne can invent and and own and, and purchase to do all of those things. Um, I, I I actually kind of I. It's very cool to look at, but I kind of don't enjoy as much the um, the electro controlled uh, cape that we see in some of the other settings, like in in the universe. Oh. And not because it's not cool, because it is yeah, super yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, but like, and and it's real. It's real technology. Mm-hmm. But I like that Batman feels like a detective. Yes. With a bunch of tools. Yes. Um, and that we they won't. They're not afraid to flex into cyber technology and um high tech gadgetry mm-hmm. but it's it's not you know it's not batman beyond until yeah. until it is <laughs> like and at that point he's he's on par with everybody else like mm-hmm. everybody's got flying cars so like his flying car isn't crazy um the suit just, has to fly now yeah it's just better it's just a better <laughs> yeah. right? he, he has what everybody he's else adapted has. it's a yeah um and so here he's adapted right he has a grappling hook that probably couldn't work that way in real life he's got the plane is the plane yeah it's so like are there fighter jets yeah his is better <laughs> um i think that's important i think the setting is important because it lets um it, it yanks everything down to ground level and mm-hmm. it also if I'm being honest, contrasts it with like every other animated series at the time. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of hard to watch. I really like the Superman animated series from yep. the same era of TV, 
but uh, it's weird when you see them next to each other because it feels impossible that the same Gotham City with the big Art Deco buildings yep. and the long cars and uh, people wearing um, fedoras and, mm-hmm. tr- and you know trench coats could exist in the same universe as like that Lois and Jimmy. Like if that Bruce Wayne comes to visit Metropolis yeah. and you stand him in next world's to- world's finest. Yeah, in world's finest. When you, when you stand him next to like Lex Luthor yeah. or you stand him next to Clark and he's in his like that suit, like his regular like, you know, yeah. jacket and, and pants. They look uh, like they're out of time from each other Except so they had to you'll notice that in World's Finest, Bruce has like a like a really geometric black three piece suit. Yes. He looks slick and and sharp because the brown jacket, yellow tie and you know, sh- and shoes that we see in Bruce in the animated series mm-hmm. suddenly doesn't feel like what a billionaire would wear because he wouldn't now. But he might then in that city, in this, you know, fictional city. So I think what that I think that has to do with um, the art style direction uh, when Batman the Animated Series became the adventures of Batman and yeah, Robin. Yeah, the changeover definitely yeah. affected that. So um, I think that's like seeing season one and I guess half of season two uh-huh. of Animated Series yeah. next to Superman, that's where it's the jarring Yeah, and they, yeah. And they aired back to back. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, it, it's worth noting before we move off of the art direction mm-hmm. stuff, that, you know, this is like a fun fact about it, but I think it makes, it makes a massive difference mm-hmm. is... The, the choice to use construction paper as their... Um, black, as, as too. Their, yeah, black. painted on black. Yeah, so they painted on black instead yeah. of painting on white and then painting black on it. So, you know, when you're looking at these great shots of, like, Gotham Harbor mm-hmm. or any of the buildings where it's night out, you know, um, it's, it's a piece of black construction paper that they painted over. So you get two things. One, all of your colors are pulled down yep. into a darker tone. And then second, uh, really, I think valuably for me when I watch it is you can see the texture mm-hmm. in the in the like the buildings. Mm-hmm. The buildings look gravelly because the paper had texture on yes. it. Yes. And when you if you just if you just flip over to a similar looking building in like the Superman show or the Justice League show later, like it's all a little cleaner. Mm-hmm. Everything's sharper and cleaner. Not just in the line style, but like the coloration mm-hmm. and the shading because it's literally like it was on textured paper. And that gives it this pulpy feel, which is, of course, a very Batman thing, like the detective thing. Yes. The pulp comic. I absolutely love like whenever gray or white mm-hmm. is painted on the show, like Mr. Freeze's oh, helmet. Oh, yeah. Like the kind of gradient yeah. type of deal with all yeah. that stuff. I abs- That's like... I think my favorite part mm-hmm. when it comes to like visually looking glass looks really it. good in it. Oh my glass god, really I love it. it. Yeah, um, and I love I love the the way how Batman isn't always like drawn as you know all the details. It's just mm. black silhouette with the eyes. Yeah, fluid movement too. That's that balancing act, right? Yes. So like I'm an unabashed fan of the Nolan trilogy, although mm-hmm. I actually I think the third one has a lot of problems. But <laughs> but but I like it as a whole. The whole thing is great. But uh, you know one of the big goals there was to make it real. Right? Yeah. Like how can we like I need and and that's you know you're doing real people so you maybe need to convince the audience that that this can happen if you just you know, blink, just squint a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. this could happen for real. I think that that you want some of that, but in, in the animated series. But I think that, yeah, like they're definitely going, like don't take it too seriously. Yeah. Like he can just not be, I think, um, do you know what I really like in the in the opening sequence um, when the, the guys on the roof are trying to punch mm-hmm. and he kind of just like swirls yes. like left and then right. Yes, like, that's exactly what I mean. It's like trying to hit a cat. Like mm-hmm. they kind of just don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's something that they they play with 
uh, occasionally to never let go too much of the fantastical nature of the world. Yes. I think that one of the things that makes it great in that vein is you've heard me talk about this on other episodes of things, but like they they want you to believe it. They want you mm-hmm. to buy it. None of none of the Batman stuff is silly or a joke. It's all in universe, very real. Yep. And that gives room for you to enjoy the parts that are kind of crazy because you've already accepted that that craziness is real. Mm-hmm. Um, so like then, you know, you can have kind of villains like the Joker and you can have villains like um, who stretches you. The Mad Hatter stretches you a little bit, like yeah. mind, mind control chips. Just like you put it in a hat and it controls them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're like, <laughs> all right, I'm on. I'm in, I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, Poison Ivy controls plants. Yeah. But like I, you try not to think too hard about it because she's she doesn't have superpowers. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't. She has a high immunity. Uh, yes. Okay. So to in like fairness, poisons. yes, her she is slightly different than normal yeah. people. That's fair. <laughs> She's quasi metahuman. But like, um, I feel like if you put poison ivy in a room yeah. with like a bush, she couldn't just go like flowers and make it be fl-. like she can't. She can't. Right. Not like, this version. <gasps> right. Yes. This is what I mean. Um, but when Batman shows up to always capture her, like she kind of just like gestures and like vines come out of things. Yeah. To gar- so like, so. They, they don't want it to be boring, and they mm-hmm. don't want to have to explain everything because that's boring. Um, and it's and it takes the joy out of it, I think. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is be willing to accept like just that little bit of silly, and then they'll ground everything else, and they'll give, uh, like I said before, I think the most important part, which is motivations. Like when you believe the characters are real, it doesn't matter if the character has three heads or mm-hmm. if the character is like a tentacle monster or if the character is a robot with the heart of a human. Like, if you believe that it's doing what it would do if it were those things, then you can believe that that character is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it means that the weaker characters are harder to... You can usually suss out which ones are weaker because of that. Like their motivations are very weak and loose. Mm -hmm. And so you're not really sure what's going on with them. But like um, even something that is kind of formulaic and old, like the Riddler, right? This is an original villain. All you have to do is make it that like, yeah, he doesn't actually care about money. He doesn't care about winning, like like taking control of the city or killing people. Batman is super smart and the Riddler is super smart and it drives him nuts that people might not think he's smarter than Batman. So he puts Batman in more and more elaborate riddles to try to prove that that's the case. Thank you for bringing up the Riddler. Okay. Because that leads me to a little game I have for you. Let's do it. It's called Riddle Me This. Uh, It's just a bunch of riddles I got from the animated series. Oh boy. (laughs) And we're going to see if you can solve them. Oh man. Okay. I got like five. All right. I'm dumber than Batman. (laughs) So, first one, riddle me this. What is the shortest distance between a point in Nome, Alaska and a point in Miami, Florida? Is it the distance between them on a map? Kinda, you're close. Um, oh, oh, um, is it the dot on the eye in Miami? No. <laughs> okay, I like the other one better. What, what is the answer? A curved line on a globe. A curved line on a globe, <laughs> instead of a straight line. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's like a half point. Yeah. Riddle me this. Yeah. I have billions of eyes, yet I live in darkness. I have millions of ears, yet only four lobes. I have no muscle, yet I rule two hemispheres. What am I? It's a brain. Yes. Yeah. A human brain. A human brain. Where does a 500-pound gorilla sleep? Anywhere he wants. Yep. Yeah. What's worse than a millipede with flat feet? Oh, I think I... Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> no, I don't know. What, what is worse? A giraffe with a sore throat. A giraffe. I didn't know that one. Okay. And last one... How do you fit five elements into a compact car? Oh, is this a, is this a periodic table joke? Uh, a no. No, go ahead. It is 
Two in the front seat, two in the back, one in the trunk. One in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, hold on. Um, I have one for you. Okay. This is my favorite one. <laughs> so it's a two, two riddles, okay. right? What has yellow skin and writes? Um, a pencil. A ballpoint banana. <laughs> this is from the show, or from the movie. What people are always in a hurry? Russians. Russians. And then Robin says, I've got it. Someone Russian is going to slip on a banana peel and break their neck. And Batman says, exactly, Robin. It's the only possible answer. <laughs> That's from Adam West, isn't That's it? That's from Adam West, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's from the Batman movie, the film. And I think that it's worth mentioning, like, <laughs> so, like, we talked a little bit the other week about about why I like the series and, and yeah. how it's kind of born out of this, this. It did a thing that hadn't been done yet. You know, the comic had come out, and Batman was, the, very early on, it was, like, actually, like, a dark comic. Like, yes. like he was, he, I think he killed maybe he had a, like gun. a couple guys he had a gun originally yeah <laughs> um and uh you know he's he's a dark knight he's a, yes. he's a bat right it's just kind of a scary thing um he is vengeance. yeah right it's a detective comics yeah. um and then um you know the comics act kind of pushed them out of that and into, right. into silliness that's true and so like so like for a while like almost everybody they were doing some kind of pretty zany stuff right the, mm-hmm. the characters were Ridiculous. The villains, especially, were ridiculous, and that's okay. Like everybody was kind of trying to write around the rules and the law about what you could have in comics. But then, what ended up happening because of that was, um, I think the you know you had two animated th- or you had two um, non-comic things. You had like Super Friends type Batman cartoon, right. um, which was very <laughs> cartoony and silly mm-hmm. and kind of on the nose. Um, and then you had um, the Adam West, Bat, you know, Batman TV show, which was silly, yes, but was obviously aware that it was silly. It was um, like that, like like yeah. those kinds of jokes could happen in there. Um, and so one of the elements that was very popular in that show was that Batman had something for everything. Yes, right? shark repellent. Uh, shark repellent is the class. So from the movie, yeah. right, they had the shark repellent um, and, and like the way that they solve like that riddle. And the show was just, it was just fun, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, don't take this too seriously. Let's have fun with the idea that this could, could be a thing at all. Yeah. And then like the cartoon was like, yeah, it's serious. Like, I mean, it's not dark, but it's serious. They mean it. Like it's, yes. Batman. he's a superhero. He has friends. They fight bad guys. Those bad guys are bad guys. Um, so like you have one that being completely sincere and the other being like, don't think too hard about it. But no one was doing both of those mm-hmm. and then throwing back in the, com- the darkness that made the original comic kind of popular. Mm-hmm. And I think that like when the animated series came out, I think it really was. So, oh, okay, I should mention the comics then shifted yeah. to a much darker tone because, of course, it was the late 70s and 80s and that you needed to be cynical, especially in your Batman character. But also everybody, all the characters were getting kind of rough treatment mm-hmm. and getting kind of made to made to be mean and edgy. And Batman was no exception. We got the 89 film. That was before this, and uh, yes, a lot of that inspired the yeah, animated well, series. The theme certainly, clearly, right? clearly, Danny like, Elfman. Uh, the Elfman theme is perfect, and yes, uh, I will never. I'm going to put this on the record. I would never begrudge, but only become more endeared to any director or sound designer in any Batman property until the end of time who sneak that that <laughs> melody. Yeah. Da, 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 da. If they 
just you can do it anywhere you want. Yes. You can do it. Um, you can do it in the opening credits. Yes. You could do it in the big like triumph scene in the climax of the movie. You could just sneak it in like um, Back to the Future style. Yeah. Like, when somebody like looks you can, like solve something, just like a little. Yeah. Like, I don't care. It is. It is a perfect song. Yep. It is as good as the Superman theme is mm-hmm. for different reasons, mm-hmm. but they both do the same thing. Those those songs. It's it's like I could draw I could draw um, like I could get a, two canvases mm-hmm. and on one I could make like a big blue circle and put red around the outside and then just put like like a yellow pentagon in yeah. the middle and you would go oh it's Superman yeah. and on the right one I could put like a black like outer area and then a gray area and then a yellow oval in the middle and you'd be like oh it's Batman yeah like it's that easy to tell it is they are they are iconic in their designs and those songs are like those colors to me at least right um so okay that's a big step off of the thing but yeah yes that movie definitely like sets a lot of things except I think they're not cohesive yes so, like it is dark yes. yes in fact I remember watching Batman with my dad for the first time um when he, he just had never seen it um when I was like a teenager mm-hmm. he still never seen that the the 89 movie and so we watched it um and I remember him going uh, I was like what did you think and he goes it was really dark and I was like oh well I mean you know like you know he's an orphan and and mm-hmm. and you know it's hard to do Castro he goes no 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 it was like hard to see things. <laughs> yeah. Like the movie was visually dark. And I was like, yep. you're Tim right. Like they they went hard on the contrast. Yes. So so uh but yes, like thematically, they had a lot of the dark elements, but then they also, I think, tried to be grounded in mm-hmm. some ways with with Keaton's Bruce Wayne. Definitely. Um and they tried to tell this other story that was happening. Yeah. And then, so I, okay, so uh, there's one scene in that movie that is exactly the the animated series the mm-hmm. whole way. And it's the Joker pulling out the giant revolver. Yes. But also shooting the, the bat plane down. <laughs> like it, it, like, because we have like Batman's in his giant plane. Awesome. And he's taking away all of the, um, all the balloons. Yeah. And then the Joker is, he's got this cartoonishly giant gun. It's silly. It is silly. When you look at it, you're like, that's ridiculous. And Mark Hamill's Joker is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, every moment he's on the screen. And the perfect like, Joker. He's perfect. We're going to talk about him. But, like, yeah, the, it, basically, it's either hilarious or menacing. Sometimes yeah. Um So, like, this giant revolver comes out, and you're like, hilarious. That's silly. This is a joke. This is a joke. Yep. And then he points it, and the Batwing is coming, and you're like, wait, I actually don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I, <laughs> like, what is he going to do with this giant gun to the plane? with the machine gun and the rockets. And then he shoots it and it knocks him down, so yep. still funny, but it also brings the Batwing down. And there's something perfect in like the dark, funny, and sincere like triad that's happening. The funniness just comes from the Joker, whereas Batman, you know, that's the contrast between the two characters in general, yes. right? So like, and yes. and with like the zaniness of this Tim Burton Gotham uh, version. Yes, you know, he made a gothic works. Gotham. Good yeah. job, Tim. Yeah, for using the word that they used. <laughs> um, I, I, and it still translates to the animated series. Yeah, so, you can see. Yeah, so the tie-in then, right? Because I don't yeah. want to do the movies forever. Um, so, uh, so the tie-in with the animated series is, of course, that like, I think that that um, you know, uh, Bruce and Paul took those three elements and said, what parts of that worked and what parts of that didn't work mm-hmm. in the movie? Can we make an animated series that does it right the whole mm-hmm. way through? And so, um, it. It is dark. You can't watch like the Crime Alley episode 
mm. and not feel mm. like you know um like they they do a good job of humanizing these characters mm -hmm. um it is silly you killed captain clown is one of the best lines that mark hamill has ever delivered mm -hmm. um it's also that might be which episode is i don't even remember the whole i remember the the big climax of the episode when he's on the boat and he fights the that's robot not clown. laughing fish but it's I not know the exactly. laughing fish i know that's yeah. what i was gonna say yeah. a second ago. <laughs> um it's not the laughing fish one but um and because they, they end up they end up in the um in the harbor factory well no they, they end up in, in in a factory it's the one where uh like it's a uh, there's a trash compactor scene, yeah. and then that's how he kills him. You kill Captain Clown. You kill Captain Clown. Um, and then and then Joe, uh, Batman tells a joke because he's uh, he won't he won't pick. Oh, the Joker trips on a robe and he's yeah, hanging he's over hanging. the fire. He's like, you he's wouldn't like, let me yeah. burn, would yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. He and just he just he just like leans over. Yeah, Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah. And then and then, and then he uh, you know and he brings him up. <laughs> Um, Batman, you wouldn't let me fry, would you? Batman. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, it's perfect. But it's great. But the when, when Batman crushes the, the <laughs> there's a giant robot clown. If you yeah. haven't seen the episode and you're yeah. hearing us, like go find the watch. It's <laughs> what a the giant. Hell are they talking about? It's it's basically they needed like a Frankenstein to fight Batman, something yeah. really big and strong. And Joker inexplicably has this robot that's that, but he's dressed up like a clown with a sailor, of course, with like a sailor jacket and a hat on. Yeah. And and when he finally puts him in a trash compactor and he comes out a square. He's like, you killed Captain Clown. He's like, upset it's about so it. So good, and that's that's a ridiculous line. Yeah, but you believe that the Joker, the maniac that he is, like, is upset that Batman killed his robot clown. Yeah. So like, it's silly. Okay, but also in the same episode, like, he is trying to kill a lot of people, and we have to believe that that is real too. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, why is what's the big deal? And so we get like kind of all the elements just right for these bigger than life moments to happen. Yes. Um, and the animated series also, the fact that it is animated allows them to do stuff like that in yeah. a way that they don't have to try to make it too believable. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not to swing too hard back into the movie, but like one of the weaknesses of the movie is like, oh, we need to make a real bat suit. This is what a real bat suit looks like. And you're like, I can't turn my neck. Okay, well, then lean with your shoulders, man. Yep. Talk talk a lot. Look up a lot. Like it's animated. So yeah. like we can we can do this. So I, I do want to talk about since we talked about Kevin, um, yeah, in, I in think the we intro. should definitely like focus on that too. Yeah. So he he establishes a couple things, right? Yeah. He establishes the the Bruce and Batman voice, which is something that was his idea. He's like, Hey, what you know, I want to try this. I think he did it in the audition. I'm not sure, but like to yeah. to just highlight, yeah. This yeah. was his first voiceover audition yeah. that he wasn't even planning on going to. He was just told to and recommended. Yeah. Out of five hundred people, first take, first try, Kevin was is Batman. Yeah. First voiceover role, and he's been doing it for 30 years? And doing it- Out and, of luck. And and doing it, like, better- Yes. Than I think one, and and I know that it's 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 a little unfair, but, like, I, I, I just, I feel like it's real that, mm. that there hasn't been a performance that is as good as his, mm -mm. even the ones that are really good. I actually really like John DiMaggio's- Okay. Um, in um, Red Hood. I think the voice oh, okay. is really nice. Yeah. Um, and I buy it. Like, uh, uh, almost all of the animated Batmans that are not Kevin Conroy, I buy it. Like, like I, yeah. I can accept them. Some of them, I'm not- They just, to me, they just sound like they're trying too hard to be the, 
Um, um you know some what I mean? Of them, some of them are gravelly. Some of them sound too much like a guy, like just like yeah, a just with a deep um, voice. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that he really landed this voice that like you believe a person talking. Yeah. It doesn't sound like he's doing a voice. Yes. Which is the weakness in the Nolan movies yeah. is that like it works when you shove a guy against the wall. Yeah. But like I, I that one actually works for me. It's yeah. that it's that then if you try to have a conversation with that Batman <laughs> in the third like, movie. Yeah. Like like um. Hey man, what um like what is the Riddler up to? Well, the thing that he has to say <laughs> is that if this Riddler is the, you can't have a conversation with that guy, you but but it does work for like swear to me yeah um and so I think that like it's doing the wrong end. It's yeah. going like the Batman voice is this is this uh, acting voice, and Bruce's voice is like the person the human's voice that is the character. But I think that like if you grab the the person who is Bruce Wayne in Batman, and you said just say hi, he would go. High, like yeah. the voice that's Batman is high. Is high. Yeah. And you say no, 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 no. Do the other high and go high. Like, <laughs> like his Bruce is the acting voice. Yes. Um, and in fairness, that's Kevin Conroy. Because yes. if you just say like, "Hi, Kevin," he'd be like, "Hi, how are you doing?" Like oh his voice God. is I've, kind of Batman's voice. To prepare for this episode, I've watched like so many interviews. I know. You know. Yeah. Um, and like even when he laughs, he just goes, "Ha ha." ha yeah, he ha, laughs ha, like ha. Batman. It's so awesome to yeah. see. And something I've noticed, I've been rewatching the series, mm-hmm. of course, for this. Mm-hmm. For the first 58 episodes, his Batman voice, it's kind of airy, you know? Yeah, he finds the one that we're used to. He yeah. finds, like, the full, like, yeah. deep and, like, the thing that we're, that like you said, we're used to yeah. in episode 59, <laughs> you know? And as soon as I saw that episode, I was like, oh, I like, I hear it now. Yeah. But, like, also... 59 episodes in, that's the voice I hear for everything. For every, yeah, yeah. In, in every it's game. crazy. In the Justice oh, League animated series, God, yeah. in some of the... Um, Arkham he, games. He's, he's in some of the new 52 movies. He yeah. is some, yeah. in uh, quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think that his work was important, not just to lay the foundation on, again, like that thematic idea of like, Bruce is a character that yes. Batman plays. But also um, his choices on... When to be gruff, mm. when to be mm-hmm. stern, when to be short, really set the way the character acts. Oh, yeah. And so if you have other voice actors doing different voices later, they're still taking cues from Kevin's choices mm-hmm. in this series. And I think that's big. Um, I also happen to really like the contrast. And I wish I knew his name because it makes me feel bad, but just because you're working with the powerhouses of Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy. Right. Uh, the guy who plays Robin throughout the series. Uh, the first oh, Robin. Dick, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, yeah. Um, I really like his voice mm-hmm. because he does what, uh, you know, I teach a voice acting class and he does what I call like believable guy voice, like believable person voice. Right. Um, um, this is the same as Haku's voice in, um, not, not uh, Samurai Jack, that's a different Haku, that's, that's Mako. Um, uh, Haku in um, uh, Spirited Away. Oh, um, yeah. Whose name I should know because that guy is a massive voice actor, but like, but that's just like a, hi, this is a voice, like this yeah. is my guy. Like he just sounds like a person, but in the sounding like a person, it solidifies the character. Mm-hmm. Dick feels like a real good character, like a person. He feels mm-hmm. like a whole person. Where I'll contrast it with, like, as much as I love him, like Alfred's voice mm-hmm. is more of like a cartoon voice. Um, yeah, I, I love the character. Hello, sir. I drew you a bath. Yeah, like he's 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 doing a voice, um, and that's fine. That's like Mark Hamill's doing a voice. Yeah. Um, um, but like when we think of when we think of like Bar- uh, Barbara Gordon in the animated series mm. is sounds like a person. Yeah. Dick sounds like a person. 
And um, funny enough, um, Bruce doesn't sound like a person, mm-hmm. but Batman does. And I think there's something in that that, that like creates momentum for the character Definitely. later. Um, and then, of course, we can't not talk about Mark Hamill. So, you know, he wasn't like the original... I can't uh, even imagine. Voice. It. Yeah. So uh, before Mark, I forget. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I need to jump backwards. Yeah. John DiMaggio was yeah. the Joker in the Red Hood. I don't remember who played that, that which is saying something. I don't remember who played Batman in that, in, in the Red Hood Mm-mm. movie. Um, John DiMaggio's Joker is a Joker that I like. I mm-hmm. will say the same sentiment that I meant, just <laughs> different character. No one, no one has done that yeah. since. Like, no one has hit this character as square as Mark yeah. Hamill hits it, balancing silly and menacing yeah. in a way that kind of puts shivers up your spine. And the laugh. And the laugh. <laughs> John DiMaggio, who plays like Bender and a bunch of other mm-hmm. animated characters, um, his Joker in Red Hood is actually very good. Mm-hmm. And I buy every second of it. Um and he and I'm glad that he's not trying to do the other voice because I don't know right. I don't know if if anybody can really do it. The thing with Mark Hamill's Joker is I don't I I feel like if you if you imitate it it's going to be an imitation. Yeah, like it's really it's hard easy to, do to it. tell. Yeah, somebody who does an impersonation mm-hmm. of that Joker posted a video of the lines. So it's in in the Dark Knight. Yes. When uh, the Joker uh, releases a videotape uh, to TV to, to like a news station, and you show me this too, yeah, it's awesome. Like, torturing the the guy who like tried to be Batman, yeah. like, you know the hockey pads guy, and it's it's a it's a person impersonating the Joker, doing the lines from that movie, and yeah. he like dubbed his own voice in where where um, Heath Ledger's lines would be, and it works. Mm-hmm. And on paper, you wouldn't think it would work, but it it really does. Now tell them your name, Ryan. <laughs> and are you the real Batman? No. 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 <laughs> then why do you dress up like him? Because he's a simple. That we don't have to be scared of scum like you. Yeah, you do, Brian. You really do. (laughs) So, you think Batman has made Gotham a better place? Look at me. Look at me! You see, this is how crazy Batman's made Gotham. You want order in Gotham? Batman must take off his mask and turn himself in. Oh, and every day he doesn't, people will die. Starting tonight. I'm a man of my word. (laughs) And all I could think about was they could do um, a Nolan verse joker yeah with a His different actor yeah just have somebody <laughs> do all the lines you know just like uh the guy who um who was in the darth vader suit um oh david prouse. yeah yeah they could have david prouse do the lines but like james Earl jones is gonna dub it yes they could literally have mark hamill do that joker if and, only and and it would work and if you don't believe it would work you have to watch the video well because it works I saw a panel mm. from a con where Kevin was 
doing a line, doing lines from the Dark Knight as his Batman. <laughs> so like, yeah, in in an ultimate like fantasy universe, that yeah. would work 100%. Yeah. The Joker won. All of Harvey's prosecutions, everything he fought for, undone. Whatever chance you gave us of fixing our cities dies with Harvey's reputation. We bet it all on him. The Joker took the best of us and tore him down. People will lose hope. They won't. They must never know what he did. Five dead. Two of them cops. You can't sweep that up. But the Joker cannot win. Gotham needs its true hero. No! You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I can do those things, because I'm not a hero. Not like Dent. I killed those people. That's what I can be. No, you can't. You're not! I'm whatever Gotham needs me to be. Call it in. They'll hunt you. You'll hunt me. You'll condemn me. Set the dogs on me. Because that's what needs to happen. Because sometimes the truth isn't good enough. Sometimes people deserve more. Sometimes people deserve to have their faith rewarded. And then, you know, uh, I guess to put for me a cap on on their voices yeah. and, um, and the connection there, um, famously, uh, Mark Hamill was quoted as saying something to the effect of, he wouldn't he wouldn't reject uh, doing a project like a yeah. game or a movie or a show. Yeah, um, I love this. If Kevin wasn't on it, yeah, but he would always ask, "Is Kevin already yeah. doing it?" Because if he was, he would just say yes. Yeah. Um. They they knew each other. They had worked together for so long, and they considered each other their partners. Um. And so, if one of them was already on board, mm-hmm. it was an easy yes. And I think that you know, um, there's something really great there. I I I have to say that one of my biggest regrets is that um a couple of years ago I was at MegaCon. I guess it was the last year. Um. Mm. And um and I pointed out Kevin Conroy to Zoe, my daughter. Oh my I was like, hey, see that guy over there? Look, that's yeah, he does the Batman voice and this and that. That's and, Batman. And she was like, yeah, and um, and it wasn't. I mean, it was a line, but yeah, it wasn't like course. it wasn't crazy. It was just long. It was a line, like a twenty-minute line, fifteen-minute, maybe more like forty minutes. But like, but <laughs> but you're Worth there. It. You know, you're there for the day, and I and I just didn't. You know, I was like, ah, oh, let's yeah. go see some stuff. Um, and then he passed away the next year. Um, and uh, that's that's a lot to <laughs> for so, me to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you. Let's get personal. Yeah. And so what does not only the animated series, but also Kevin's voice as Batman, hmm. what does that mean to you? Is, is it like the reason why it's so important to you? Is it because of nostalgia or is there something more? Oh, and yeah. like, how did all, how did, how did you fall in love with this um, Batman? So, this animated okay. Series? So a couple things. One. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was the right age to be watching right. it when, it was, when it was new, <laughs> you know, it was on TV. Yeah. On and, Fox, um, prime and, time. Yep, yep. And um, if you, you know, if you were a kid growing up in the '90s, it also meant that on the weekdays you were watching reruns. Mm-hmm. So you know, as a show starts in its first year or two, you're seeing a lot of the same episodes yeah. over and over again. And Saturday is when you get a new episode. And so it meant that like my my afternoons, I would get to see these like over and over. I I, I knew the beats of the episodes. Mm-hmm. I knew the lines. Um, and and these became these were these were. Um, infinitely rewatchable compared to some of the other shows I was watching. So that's 100%. one. Like, like so, so first box check, like, I, I was definitely the target audience because not only was I a kid, but I was a kid who was in a situation where you would watch it over and over again instead of, like, now where you can, like, watch 
straight through. Like you can watch yeah. a new episode every time you want to see it because it's on streaming. Were you already reading Batman comics before this? Um, or did this get you into it? When, uh, yeah, a, a little. a side question to the main question. A little. Okay. So um, we talked in the Superman episode yeah. about it, but um, I got into comics for real, like like really buying and reading a lot um, after the death of Superman okay. around 92. And yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I started reading some Batman stuff around then too, but um, only, only the, you know, the big stuff um big story stuff yeah um or sing or sometimes that you know i'd see a single issue and the cover would grab me oh that's you know fair. but like but never um you know I, I wasn't doing like required reading back then um and uh and also batman um like like getting into spider-man i felt like it was hard to mount properly because hmm. there because there was like the advent, like there was like Batman, there was the Dark Knight, the Adventures of Batman. Like, oh, like, I see. It's like if you said like there's the Amazing Spider-Man, the Spectacular Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Where do you start? Like, like are these in an order? Are these different comics? Yeah. Like, if you don't yeah. know where to start, it feels weird, and it's not like they have years on that. Like, like a a, a book can come out later, but it's actually an earlier story. Yes. And should I read them in that order? So I certainly didn't the comic character mm-hmm. as much as I ended up knowing this this cartoon version of him. Um. So, so that's one. Uh, the second one would be, I think, yeah, like Kevin's voice communicated the things that I was talking about earlier, where um, you have a character who is uh, many things. So he is kind of a, he's a tragic figure too, right? Like all mm-hmm. the villains are tragic figures and so is Batman, right? He's, he's this version of Batman mm-hmm. is, or the story is Shakespearean all yeah. the way. Yeah. He's, it's a Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah. And, um, you know. There's, there are all of the things that, so, uh, so his, so his voice work then, his yeah. decision to split the character into two voices, his decision to soften that voice with some characters than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I can hear the voice when, um, when he first sees Harvey uh, after he's been blown Harvey. up. Harvey. No, like that long no. No. Yeah, but like, but like, you know, <laughs> it, it works. Harvey. No. And. Especially because we don't get a lot of like um, kind of extemporaneous lines from him to know what like who's that line for? It's not for Harvey. He can't hear him. It's not for some other audience member mm-hmm. in the room. Like he, like Batman talks to people. He doesn't talk to himself out loud. Mm-hmm. So like that means that in this moment he's breaking from like his normal Batman stuff. Yeah. Right. The reckoning episode mm-hmm. with with Dick is really Two-parter. amazing. Yeah. yeah, because they have when they when they have the argument. Um, it's, it's really great. And, you know, it's funny, um, because I didn't have any lore content bouncing around my head when I saw that as a kid. And then later when the character Nightwing became prevalent Mm -hmm. in other things, including this series, Mm -hmm. when I saw the character and they kept alluding to like a fight they had, like, you know, like, you know, it's like Bruce and I disagree. Mm -hmm. So I left, right? Like they, we never see in this animated series, the knockdown drag out fight that ends up with Nightwing leaving, I don't think. Wasn't it, yeah, wasn't it um, when they were chasing, like, some some criminal and the criminal went to, like, his apartment with his family. Oh, Batman busts you know through the window, pushes yeah. him against the wall, pins him. Oh, yeah. And and Dick was like, this no, is too not much. like that. Yeah, not yeah, like you're this. Right. You're I'm right. not going to be a part of they this. They did do it. You're right. So, do you know why that doesn't stick in my brain? Hmm. Because I just see the Harvey fight. Oh, that's fair. Because he's old enough. Like, because, yeah. you know, he's not kid. Uh, Dick is never like little kid Robin no. in the series. So he's right? already in college. They reserve it for Tim um, or mm-hmm. for Jason. Tim. Tim first. Oh, yeah. There's never, no Jason. We never see Jason in this series. Yeah, it's in the, only in the expanded cinematic, right? Yeah. Um. So 
That movie, man. It's great. Um, with Kevin and Mark. Yeah. With Kevin and Mark. And yeah. and you know what? Um, I think you need them for it. Yeah. To really... Well, so I'm going to be honest with you. The laugh at the end. <laughs> and I know we're going back to voices here, but like for a second, the laugh at the end is the point of that whole thing. Like you got to go all, all the way through all of it to get to this joke at the end. Yeah. And, and Batman kind of breaking in this moment. Um... And you get this, that, uh, it's, it's, I will say that what Nolan nails it with his hanging upside down Joker at the end, mm-hmm. uh, like, I feel like we're destined to do this forever, you and I, like, that's the killing joke. Like, that's the, the bit is that, like, yep. they are antithetical positions, but they're not opposites. Mm-hmm. They're like the opposite ends of a magnet. Mm-hmm. If you cut a magnet in half, you'll have two magnets. Like, they'll still both have a, a south and a north end. Now you just have two of them. Yeah. So like Batman and Joker can't exist without each other, but also will always be in this like combative relationship mm-hmm. um, because they can't they can't abide the other's existence really. Um, so okay. So back to back. So when I when I think about like what would what's a fight that would drive Dick to like leave the only home he's ever known, the only dad he's ever known, the only job he's ever known how to do really like him going. Oh, I know who killed my dad. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, you can't, like, you can't, like, that's not, it's not a personal vendetta job. You're supposed to fight crime, right? And he's like, okay, I don't care. Like, I, I'm going to do this my way. It's funny then that that version puts it on, in my head, puts it on Dick. Yeah. Um, and makes him the, the person breaking the rule. Right. And in the animated series, um, it, it puts it on Batman for being like too rough with the people. Yeah. Um, and then and then I also I do see the scene. It's uh, it's with it's with Jason, but it's um, in in the Red Hood uh, when he when he shatters that guy's collarbone. Mm. <laughs> um, and they have a fight about like you're like. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not going, what we're... It's too much, man. We're not, we're not just like... <laughs> I'm not hitting people because it's fun. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to so- stop crimes. So, um, so I think I think his uh, Kevin Conroy's ability to deliver nuanced versions of the Batman voice, right? So, like, on one mm-hmm. side, we mostly just get the Bruce Wayne voice, right? Like, hi, Lucius. <laughs> like, that that voice. And that's all you need. Because yeah. that's the character. He's he's kind of a dumb, rich guy who's, you know, shouldn't, don't, they let him in the office, but they don't put anything important on his desk, yeah. right? And then over here, you have, like, Batman. But Batman's not, like, one thing. You have, like, the, swear to me, Batman. You have the, like, you know, Robin, we're going to do this thing. You've got the Commissioner Gordon talks. Mm-hmm. Um... And then you've got scenes like in the Justice League with um, the little psychic girl. Oh, Ace. Ace. Oh, it's. Oh, I keep forgetting that that's a version of yeah. um, the the Royal, the Royal Flushing because in my head the Royal Flushing is part of Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have Ace in that. Um, he's really the soft. Compassionate side. Yeah. yeah. Um, you get. Um, good God. Um, what? Uh, what's the name of the episode? Um, with the 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 girl that doesn't age. In, oh the yeah. Um, you know the yeah yeah. I know uh, what you're talking about. Got, I don't remember. She's got a genetic disorder. Yeah. She just gets older but not bigger. Um, Andy Melanakis disease, and he still talks with her like there's still these moments and um and then like a little bit in like harley's day out um yeah which is a really touching episode it's fun yeah. um so i think that that you know it would be easy and probably acceptable to to just do the one like gruff batman voice all the time and just mm-hmm. do the lines like these are nice lines well, but he's i'm gonna, gonna complain 
Yeah, because like it's, it's a good voice. Deal. Yeah. Um. So I think his work. So that's two, right? One, yeah. it was definitely the right time in in the real world. Like in the '90s, if you were a kid, you were gonna watch a lot of Batman. If you were into Batman, yeah. you were gonna watch a lot of it over and over. Two. Um, Kevin's delivery makes that character really interesting in ways that other characters aren't. So, like, just to contrast, and, I mean, people who don't who haven't heard of Superman 1 are going to think I hate <laughs> Superman. Superman's, like, my favorite. Yeah. Um, but, like, well, he's not my favorite. Batman's my favorite. But, but <laughs> I love, I really love Superman, and I love that animated series. Yeah. Um, but just as a contrast, since that's what they're for, Batman and Superman, mm-hmm. That guy's not doing two different voices. No. That's, it's the Superman voice, and the Clark voice is the Superman voice. He just sounds dumber. Yeah. Right? He's like, I'm Superman. I'm Clark. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, I'm a little bit slower than Superman. Um, And, you know, so he's not many things. And in fairness, in the same way that, in the same way that Clark is really the person, and Superman is a character that he plays when he puts yeah. on a cape. Like, he's always Clark. I disagree with... Uh, um, Kill Bill? With Bill. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, I think the point is correct. I think he's just got the wrong superhero. Right. Um, <laughs> he, he is actually always Clark, because that's the person he is. Mm-hmm. And um, and Superman is a costume he puts on because Clark can't, can't go out there and s- stop crime. Um, Batman is the only person that's alive yeah. in that house, um, other than Alfred. Like, Batman is the person we're talking about in the cape. And Bruce Wayne is a character he puts on because Batman can't go to Wayne Industries and throw his weight around. He yeah. can't make stuff happen. So so the fact is that Bruce only needs the one voice, but Batman needs many voices. And I and I, I think Kevin did that. Um and then finally, something that makes that makes the show special um compared to many other shows like it, many other shows of that era, many other shows after it, is um the continuity of mm. not only Kevin's voice, mm-hmm. but that Batman. It begins there, and it and it carries, like, to now. And what I mean by that is, so uh, let's name them. You'll probably be better at it than I am. So, like, we have Batman the Animated Series, yep. the new adventures of Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. and then Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yep. Um, is there one in between any of nope. those? Okay. You got it. Um, okay. And, and then, then beyond, and, the, oh, and then and then Batman Beyond, right? No, so that's it. And we're so, not going to count the cameo appearances in Static Shock and the Zeta project right. or whatever. Those are all guess, the same. Those are all Batman appearances anyway. Yeah. Those are <laughs> they're in his world. Um, okay, so that's five series. Yeah, right. With names, I, I I know that the first two are the same show, and the second, then third and fourth mm-hmm. are also the same show, but like there are four, five names of shows where Kevin Conroy plays a character who is in. All of these shows as the same guy. It's, it's the same yep. Batman. It's not different Batmans. And one can't think of another superhero with that kind of longevity. Mm. The, the Spider-Man show was great. Like the, the Fox Spider-Man cartoon, right? Was really but, fun. But Spider-Man wasn't but that's it. in Boom, X-Men. Done. It's certainly not. Yeah. yeah. So like he's he's in that. Um, there was a Spider-Man 2099, but he's not sure. But but, but it's not the same voice actor. No. And it's, yeah, it's not the same character. It's yeah. a different Spider-Man. Um, there was, um, there's obviously the more recent, like the Spectacular or right. whatever, but that's not the same voice actor Mm-mm. and it's not a, the same Spider-Man. It's Mm-mm. a different, like it's a different character. Especially like in counting like the games and stuff because Kevin's also, you know, all the Arkham games and, you know, yeah. and that's, but, but, but that's great work. You know, um, just like I wouldn't count Injustice because, oh, while it, because even if it was Kevin doing it. It's a different Batman. It's this is not the Batman. same Batman. Have this, you seen is... the CW Batwoman show at all? I know, I know. 
But like, have you? Which season? Okay, because season one. <laughs> they changed the person. Oh, that's true. And also, yeah. Season I, one, like episode four, it's like their crossover with Crisis on Infinite Earth. Sure. Kevin Conroy oh. plays a live action Bruce Wayne. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> but it's not this Batman. Yeah. It's a Batman that has ki- that kills, that he's sure. older, he has killed. Sure. He's killed Superman. He's killed uh, oh, okay. Joker, Penguin, Riddler. He's not afraid to kill. Sure. Or and he and he's <laughs> crippled and he's wearing yeah. like this suit or whatever. Sure. Interesting. Yeah. So it's cool to see. I, I of mean, course you hear the theme. That's nice to have him in there. Um, yeah. I give them points for that. I suppose. Um, that 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 show approaches the. Okay. So here's the thing about here's a fun thing about Batman. This is we're we're dangerously approaching not the animated <laughs> series anymore. But like this is an interesting Batman problem is in the live action setting in television. Yeah. It's like people are allergic. To doing Batman, there have been what three Superman TV live-action shows? A lot. I feel like there's there was the uh, the Smallville. Oh, I forget. maybe I forgot. Smallville. No, Smallville. Lois and Clark. Lois and Clark. Um, and then there was the one, the much older uh, Krypton. No, no, there was a show called Superman. Oh, like, okay. Like way back. Um, so that's four. And then I don't even know Krypton. What's... It's it's another CW thing. Okay, it's sure. it's, it's the story. Wait, of... but is it is it Superman or is it a bunch of people that aren't Superman? That's a good question. I don't remember. Okay, so I hardly remember the so, show. So this, well, because like, f- as an example, right? Uh, the CW's Batman show is Batwoman. Uh, well, no, the other one. What is, other is one? CW Gotham or whatever. Oh, uh, Gotham! Right. Like, so Batman, I forgot right? about that because right? he's a kid. So like, so we're not gonna do yeah. that. And then yeah, and then Batwoman, which is not Batman, and Birds mm-hmm. of Prey, which is not Batman. So there are like three, at least, yeah, Superman movies or shows about Superman. And there are like three or four live action series about Batman. Without no, Batman. Ba- no, no. There is the Adam West Batman show. Sure. So like, I'm not saying they didn't exist. Yeah. But I'm saying like. Now. That's a long time ago. Um, yeah. And um, and they're still making these other things. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, uh, there's a Flash show and is a Green true? Arrow show. Yeah. And they don't have not Flash and Green Arrow in mm-hmm. them. I feel like you could try a Green Lantern. I don't know CW would do it. And for the record, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, and I know this isn't like going out on a limb, but like, I'm not a big fan of the Me CW neither. offerings. I don't think they're bad. I just think that they they are like formulary. They're like fast food burgers. Yeah. You'd be lying if you said like when you bite in, it's not good. Like it's yeah. tasty enough. It's 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 a burger. It's, it's tasty. But. If you know what it's supposed to be like, mm-hmm. you're like, this is lacking many things that I think should be here, and the only way to get to those is for them to spend more money, and they're not willing to because they're selling a billion burgers mm-hmm. with this one. Like, why would they? Why would they put more money into these shows when they're, like, as I understand it, pretty profitable? They keep making seasons after mm-hmm. season. Um, so, but but, you know, for me, I'm here for the good version. I want yeah. the fancy burger. I want. Fancy Batman. I want them to put the money in for those and something I mentioned. The reason I thought of it is because, good God, Green Lantern would probably be very expensive because you'd have to do all yeah. this stuff. Um, so, so you know, with all that in mind, going back to the animated series, you know, it makes it makes sense that I would fall in love with it because also I watched that character, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, develop, like mm-hmm. the voice developed and kind of like how he like who he is as a mm-hmm. character like grew definitely and adjusted until I feel like they hit like this perfect like ooh lock that in this is Batman and so now with Kevin gone it could be the next 10 Batman yeah. products right forget voices but like 
if they announce a new series mm-hmm. to be released next year, I have a feeling that unless they were going to, unless the whole thing was really different, like stylistically, which which we, which they've done, I think that we would see, you know, the competent, mm-hmm. a bit of a control freak, mm-hmm. um, stern, but like with the right, if you touch him in the right, you know, things, then you get a soft guy. You have all these elements, and they've become the character. Yeah, and I think that that's forever going forward. And if you pointed, if you if you yanked somebody out of uh, whatever year the Adam West one, uh, maybe the late sixties. I wish I knew the years better. But like, yeah. if you grabbed a person who watched that show, you know, when it was on, and pulled them and said, "Tell me the characteristics of Batman, the person. <laughs> like, like what is he like?" Yeah, they, he wouldn't say any of those things. He wouldn't say like, "Oh, he's um, he's a person who's like perpetually preparing." Because he has this complex where he thinks, like, he's the only one that can save the world. Yeah. And it's his job to not let everybody else down. But because of that, he's also a control freak. And he tries to make everybody do it exactly his way. He definitely takes, like, he, he lets people break sometimes when they're not strong enough to do it his way. And at the end of the day, he he can do anything except, like, stop himself. Mm-hmm. They'd, they'd be like, I don't He's uh he's an orphan rich guy. <laughs> he's who, a detective. He's a detective. He's smart. Um, he's always prepared. He, yeah. Right. So well, and and I do think, <laughs> and I do think that that the meme, right? Batman wins. Yeah. Because he's got preparation time. Um, Batman always wins, is a result of the animated series Batman. Yeah. And I think the animated series Batman always being ready, mm-hmm. like have, like kind of always being like two steps ahead of mm-hmm. whatever thing is happening on the screen, is because of the Adam West kind of being funny, being right. like shark repellent, right? Yeah. So like, why does he have shark repellent? Because he can do, Just he, in case. he can have whatever. But in their, <laughs> but in their, don't take it too seriously, don't think about it yeah. world, um, he can reach into that utility belt and pull out anything. Yeah. Right? Because like, you're like, wait, how would he know to pack that? No, no, what do you mean? He always has it mm-hmm. because he has, he has whatever he needs. In the, even though it's animated, slightly more grounded or I'd say quite a bit more grounded yeah. world of the animated series um, Batman wouldn't have the shark repellent yeah. except he would have packed it because when you go well how would he have known oh and then he would explain yeah. he would be like he'd be like well I could tell because of all these things that this yeah. thing that there would be <laughs> sharks here so I packed the shark repellent like of course I did I was ready right yeah. um, you know the only thing uh, if I remember right the only thing that is a non-negotiable is he always keeps um the kryptonite that Bruce gave him, mm-hmm. or that um that Superman gave him, uh, Clark, he like it's like always on his person. Yes. Um, in most of the continuities, because he's the only one that trusts to hold it. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't. And Batman, true to character, doesn't trust anybody else mm-hmm. to hold the thing that Clark gave him. Mm-hmm. It's uh in in my head, it's the ring that they got off Lex Luthor. Uh, Lex Luthor wore a kryptonite ring for a long time and, and got cancer. To, yeah, and cancered his hand and then yeah. cut his hand off and got a robot hand and then it didn't stop him from getting cancer the rest of his body and then he killed himself and put his brain into a young body mm-hmm. and then we have young Lex. When they got the ring back, Superman gave it to Bruce and said, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, the animated series has a lot going for it for me um, and that continuity one is so like the other you know the other two are things that can happen right like the superman show and the spider-man show were on just like that and i did watch them a lot and i do know a lot of those episodes front to back i know the first episode of the spider-man um the amazing Mm spider-man show i know 
shot for shot. I know the ones that are, <laughs> I know the shots that are uh, mirrored shots of one you just saw three seconds ago because they had to save on animation. Right. Um, I know, um, I know the entire Morpheus arc with Blade in it. Like I, the obviously the symbiote, I, I the shocker thing I saw in real time. Shocker. I'll chase you to the end of the yard. Like I, I, I've seen it. I, I know it. I, I, I watched a lot oh. of that show. I'm sure I have some of it on VHS, not bought. Like yeah, I hit record still. on Saturday yeah. morning. Yeah. But with that said. So that's like those shows did that. Yeah. Um, but the second thing, right? Um, having, you know, an actor who is really developing many, many kind of facets to their character, mm-hmm. not there in a lot of other shows. Mm-hmm. And then the continuity of those characters. Even the Superman show didn't have it didn't have five series like yeah, that. It no. was like Superman and then Justice League. Yeah. Um, and so um having having this character and and by the way each time it iterated the characters changed yeah so that's something too because it was like going by in real time like you had the first animated series and even inside the series time goes by because mm-hmm. we don't have Batgirl at the beginning by the end she's a regular staple that's we true we get to meet her become Batgirl we get to watch Barbara go I'm gonna put on like pajamas and mm-hmm. be Batgirl and then she's like this isn't cutting it and then Bruce is like that's not cutting it you wanna be Batgirl like let's figure this out by the time we get to the end of the adventures of Batman and Robin. Nightwing's we're, grown we're, up. We've got Nightwing, we got Nightwing. Nightwing, I mean. And then we've got Tim, uh, Tim down there the uh, with the, the Batmobile on, on blocks. It's yeah. so good. We watch, we watch the arc happen, and then we get to Justice League, which is my favorite, I think, actual, like, long-form storytelling mm. in, like, the DC universe. Fair. Because it's, like, yeah. however long, if you add up all the episodes and then throw out all the ones that are not the main mm-hmm. story arc. Filler. Yeah, I think you still end up with probably like 30 episodes. Yeah. It feels like it feels like a lot. Yeah. This is a big show. Yeah. Um and so you go like we're going to write like uh, at least a couple dozen mm-hmm. episodes that are really just one long story. Mm-hmm. And the way it comes together is really beautiful and Batman's really great at it. Um his, you know, the volcano speech mm. uh, where he yells at Superman is is really great. It's yeah. great for the character. And um, and also, I will be honest with you. I actually really like um, Batman and Diana in that series. Yeah, because I've always nice dynamic. My position is that um, if you are if you were the perfect soldier princess Amazonian lady, and you were basically hanging out all the time with all of these superhero men and looking for somebody to latch onto, it wouldn't be Superman, who yeah. is in fact the big gun. But it would be the human who punches so far above his weight <laughs> yeah. that, like, who can punch Superman? He can punch Superman, <laughs> like, um, and so, like, like the, I feel like she would be drawn to him, yeah. because he doesn't belong here, but he is here, yeah. Like, he's not, he's not using magic, and he's not using, you know, he's using technology, but he's not like Iron Man. He's mm-hmm. not living inside of this thing. He's a guy in spandex, you know. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, it's like. A cowl, you know, so 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 you have that, and then you get Batman Beyond, yeah, where Kevin Conroy continues to create this character. That Bruce sounds a little different than mm-hmm. the other Bruce's. He is darker. He's, he's grittier. Yep, and he's got the kind of fatalistic humor, yeah, that you would get if you had like he kind of. I mean, he won. Like like we don't you know we don't see a lot of in Batman Beyond. The original rogues gallery. True. Because something happened. Like, like, they all died off. They all got finally, like, put away in Arkham and mm-hmm. didn't get out. They all, whatever, left town. Like, he's done. Mm-hmm. He's retired. 
Um, I know he really retires because he doesn't win. He retires yes. because his body starts to give out. He wants to keep doing it. He's but gonna shoot that guy like, in the no. first episode, and he's like, "I can't do it." So that's fine. But like, what we get is a guy who has kind of let go of all of it, but still is the control freak and watched Gotham become this weird thing, and still has a little gas in the tank. Yeah. Um, my maybe my favorite line in the whole show is I'll tell you my second favorite first because it's, it's funnier the, my, my second favorite is from the first episode mm-hmm. when they chase Terry out to the house this is where they meet right he he gets cornered in front of the Wayne Manor at the gates and the guys are kind of threatening Terry the Joker gang yeah and he comes out and he's like what's all this <laughs> he's just an old man and the guy says like like watch it old man we're the Jokers and he just goes sure you are yeah <laughs> in the Batman voice who do you think you're talking to old man we're the Jokers. Sure you are. Um, note that he doesn't go, sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> like the Bruce voice, right? He doesn't, he never uses he that. He doesn't voice. hide anymore. In fact, wait. He never uses that voice in the entire Even when that. he goes to Wayne Corps. Yep, he's still. He's just using the Batman, but he's yeah. tired. He's done with it. He's like, you know he's what? He's a grumpy old man. I just sound like this now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's a great line, right? Yeah. Sure you are. But, but yeah, the best line in the series is um, when they fight Shriek. And, oh, and he, uh, Bruce has been hearing voices oh, in yeah, his head, yeah. so they put him in like an asylum because they think he's crazy. And um, and at the end, Terry goes, "How did you know you weren't actually going crazy?" And he goes, "Oh, that's easy. The voice in my head kept calling me Bruce." And he's like, "Oh, well, what do you call yourself in your head?" And he just looks at him. He's <laughs> like, then, "Right." And Terry, yeah, but that's me that's now. That's my name now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's so uh, good. It's a good line. Everybody gets a good line. Um, and the and the the face that they draw for Bruce yeah. is so like the way the cat looks at him. <laughs> yeah. Um, too bad Shreve's too freaked out to testify against that weasel. Maybe when his hearing comes back, if it ever does. Tell me something. Why were you so sure those voices weren't coming from you? Well, first, I know I'm not psychotic. I hope your other reason's more convincing. And second, the voice kept calling me Bruce. In my mind, that's not what I call myself. What do you call yourself? Oh, yeah. I suppose you would. But that's my name now. Hmm. Tell that to my subconscious. And so, I, I love this character. Mm-hmm. I love... I love the old man Bruce um, I would be super into um, having uh, there's been talk of having Michael Keaton do him if they did a Batman Beyond that's cool because he's an older man that would be so, anyway. so th- fits, there was know? a um, it has nothing to do with the anime series but there it was planned that um, there was going to be a Beyond movie yeah yeah and it, it's canceled. It just never felt. Yeah, oh my god! Movie. So disappointing. Yeah. Um. It just. I. I think it's the thing. I think. That, yeah. Like, they're just because technically Terry is Batman in that series, and you can't have. A and we got Michael Keaton in the Flash. Yeah. As, and he's, and he's, he's great. Batman. Okay. And it's great. And I'm gonna point out by the His way. His part is great. I'm gonna point out by the way <laughs> that if you watch the Flash like a Batman movie. Yes. It's way more enjoyable. Yes. It's such a good Batman movie. Yeah. Um, you just have to get there. <laughs> There's like a 45 minute opener. Yeah. That you have to get through. To yeah. Get to that part. But the Batman's from from Keaton to the end, it's 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 great, killer the whole way. Yeah, and so we have like this character that gets created as an amalgam of the other. Like we're gonna take the older comic, we're gonna take the silly TV show, we're gonna take the edgier newer comics, and we're gonna wrap them into something that kids can watch, and we're gonna write some villains that are new, mm-hmm. that are interesting, and we get a cool Saturday morning product special. It's definitely special right out of the gates. But then, when they do the art update, we're going to grow these characters. 
And then when we go to Justice League and we start bringing in other superheroes and we tell a long form story, which yeah. to be fair, the animated series doesn't really have like this, like like an arc mm-hmm. story, right? We're going to do an arc in Justice League. That brings it, that, that drives it to me, like in my heart, that drives it up another tier. Like mm-hmm. that's why I like Justice League and Unlimited. I think it's to say more the animated series is probably inaccurate. I like it. I think that it's a. I think that it's a different grade of show. Yeah. Because it's telling a long story, mm-hmm. which is hard. Um, and the characters are intact. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Batman Beyond, which is. Um, it would be easy for Kevin to phone that in because he's only got to do these killer lines. Bruce has all the best lines. He steals a scene in every scene, and mm-hmm. he's in. Um, and he doesn't have. He doesn't carry much of the dialogue in in the show. Mm-hmm. But. Instead, Kevin does a whole new voice and a whole new approach to the character, and it's not any one thing, just like before. It's like, is he just an old angry man? No. Like, he he wants to train Terry. He also wants to protect him because yeah. he's watched like eight of these kids die. Yeah. Um, he also is kind of over it in a way that makes everything funny to him because mm-hmm. he's like this is all stupid you guys are all like every one of you doesn't know how hard it was yeah i really like the continuity there the only thing i could think of that's like this um and it's one of the things that makes it special too is um uh pro wrestling mm. and the reason pro wrestling is special is not because like all of the things that are obvious mm-hmm. the thing that makes it special is if you start watching in whatever now if you started watching in 2020 what year is it? 2024? 2024. Yeah. 2024. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you start watching now in 2024 and you watch it for 20 years, yeah. in 2044, all of the stories would have developed over a 20 year time span yeah. in real time. Like when somebody says, oh, last year this happened, it didn't happen last year in the universe of the story, even though that's true too. Mm-hmm. It happened a year ago in that universe and in real life. You yeah. got older by a year and all those things happened over the course of a year. So when somebody's like, I've been watching wrestling for 30 years, like they've watched a 30 year like story mm-hmm. occur. And there was story before that and there will be story after that. And the stories have arcs, they have beginnings and ends or like, you know, little, little waypoints right but like but it goes and 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 it it iterates it stacks on itself over long periods of time and while you know we don't have something as as wide as that for batman he's also the only animated series character that i know of that arcs like that especially in western media yeah within the span of different shows and yeah. and different even, iterations even, even long running manga yeah like, um like one piece obviously is yeah. a good example or like naruto um don't have quite the, like one piece has the one property mm-hmm. naruto has three i guess if you count boruto but like it's i don't know so it's yeah. fine but like but even then it's it, it is it is in a straight line they yep. do grow and it is an, a long ongoing arc but it's still just like one kind of property, mm-hmm. and um, uh, maybe Berserk, which is fantastic and really has grown for for that long period. But also, I don't know how we're gonna see the end of it properly. Right. Period, year ago. So, um, point being, if you're looking for animated, western, particularly DC or comic in general mm-hmm. characters. There are no other offerings like the animated series no. um, with that kind of longevity. So those three elements, like like Kevin's delivery, the time when I found it, yeah. and also 
it's its ability to keep telling more, more like more Batman, more Batman, more Batman, and, and keep going, and not just Monster of the Week, yeah. but like actual in-depth a- actual stories that mean something. Yeah, and and we can see those because when we get to Beyond, so like one of the, I'll be honest with you, like Beyond is great. Uh, Beyond it's is good. Like this delicious thing. Yeah. But like you know, Terry's no Bruce. No. And but the best episodes of Beyond are when they show the tethers yeah. of that show to our original Batman. And so, like, Freeze's episode... I was gonna say it, yeah. Freeze's episode is so good when he's on parole mm-hmm. and he's trying to not be that thing. And it's good for two reasons. One, it's good because it, it's a it's a callback to that kind of episode. The episode's not really about supervillains. It's no. about, like, this guy wants to be a person again. It's been whatever it's supposed to have been, 50 years. Yeah. Like, like a long time. And he wasn't suppo- a normal portion, person he, wasn't uh, supposed to live to yeah, parole yeah, he, for the he, things he'd done. Yeah, he's, he he made it so far that he should be dead. Yeah. But they're like, well, he's alive and this was the sentence. Let him out. Yeah. And it's a metaphor, but he, you know, he gets out and he's like, oh, maybe I'm better. Mm-hmm. And he tries. And he tries. But but this is what I like is that like it's not just like the they don't do the straight thing where he's like, um, you know, he keeps he's seeing opportunities to commit crime. Yeah. He can't resist it. Yeah. He's outside and he's like, oh, it's warm out. And it's snowing. And he thought he was healed. Like he thought the thing that made him the way he was yeah. is better because they said we because they did they put him a new body. They like moved his brain over. Did that? Yeah. Like I thought it was just like a cure. Or that. Because so, I remember him like no yeah. longer having the blue skin. Yes, that's the point. Is they, yeah. like, they fixed him and they were like, well, without the cold thing, there's no reason to keep you locked up. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be crazy anymore. Yeah. And so he he tried to rejoin society and they could have made it that like circumstances made it hard or like, you know, like Terry's always watching him. And so the pressure of... Of Batman watching you could yep. make you a criminal. The only reason why Terry was watching is because Bruce, Bruce was like telling him he doesn't trust him, right? Yeah. But like, but this is what I so like they could have made it that, and it would have been an okay story that like mm-hmm. that like having him always on him caused him to lash out, mm-hmm. and then now they're justified. Like that would have been a totally okay story arc. It really would have. But instead, they made it that like he couldn't not do it. Not because he couldn't resist. His body literally was reverting back yes. to the monster. He is a monster. He doesn't want to be. He's trying, but a monster is a monster. He's I a scorpion, freeze. right? Like I love, I love freeze. freeze, and 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 having that real freeze yeah. in in beyond is wonderful because it wasn't some weird version of him either. Mm-hmm. It was, he was he was the same guy. He's like the same I'm, guy. I'm Victor Freeze, right? And then, of course, that episode is also extra good because we get Batman in like the mech suit at the end. Yeah, and of course, when he busts out of his trench coat, we get dun, a little. Yeah, we got a little bit of the theme. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got away. He didn't get away, and neither did you. But they also don't sugarcoat it. Like he he has that fight, but then Terry's there with the medicine. <laughs> He's like, I got to need my pills. Yeah, <laughs> because I like, can't take it. Yeah. Um. 
And so we get that. I think some of the Barbara Gordon stuff. Again, yeah. Commissioner Gordon really cool. in the future. Very cool. Really cool. Some of the Justice League stuff where we get to see older Superman. Right. Um, all of these elements that tether this final arc of our character back to the original elements. The uh, end, in, including and maybe most pointedly, the Joker, the Return of the Joker oh. movie. All of these elements yeah. are are really special because other things not only don't do it, can't mm-hmm. because they don't have the longevity. They can't they haven't, if you, if you haven't had characters go through a fifty year arc in in the universe, how are you going to tether stuff back fifty years with yeah. just like a flashback, which is worth almost nothing? You know what? I'm going to do one more wrestling thing because it is it is actually the same scene. It's what I think of when I see it. This same era was when I was big into it. I don't really watch much wrestling nowadays, but like, but in the 90s and in the early 2000s, I watched a lot of wrestling and I, and I inherited it initially from my grandma because she watched it like crazy <laughs> when I was a kid. Um, and, uh, and so Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. He's been a good guy. He's been a bad guy. He's been a good guy again. He's gone back and forth and he's an icon, right? Um, and back in the day, way back, his big rival was the Ultimate Warrior and then it was always wonderful watching them go back and forth. And the Ultimate Warrior retired for a long time. And I remember one night, um, uh, it must have been WCW still, uh, I think he was with. Uh, and there was this there was this night where he's out there in the ring and the lights dropped. Mm. And the Ultimate Warrior's music came up, which you hadn't heard in whatever it had been, five, ten years, a long time. And there was a silhouette but at the top of the ramp where all the guys come running down from. And you could see that it was Mm-hmm. You can see that it's him. And they cut to a shot of Hulk Hogan in the ring, and he was delivering, like, maybe his most believable, <laughs> like, most believable terrified face. Like, he looked like you, he was looking at a Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. Like, he looked like, I thought I wasn't going to die, but here it comes. It's like dodging a train and seeing the other train coming. Right. Like, that's the face he made. And the reason I bring that up at all is because you have to have that gap for it to be that way. He can't have like, I retired, and then a year later he comes back. That's right. nothing. He's got to be gone. In the Return of the Joker, when Mark Hamill yep. reprises his role, reprises his role, and you hear the laugh yeah. when he steps out of the smoke, and they show Bruce make a face. Yeah. about you individually. <laughs> It's the same face. Yeah. Like that's the face that that Hulk Hogan makes. And and I see it and I go like that's only possible because he's dead. Yes. That's only possible because that was 40 50 years ago and he was already in the ground. Yeah. So like this is where we are now. And if that had been three episodes of the show instead of a movie, it would have worked just the same. Yeah. Um, of course because it would have fit it would have slotted right into the show. It is a a long story about a man who is born out of the death of a mm-hmm. family and expands his 
oh man, maybe it's the only kind of mission creep that I've ever enjoyed, like mission expansion that I've ever mm. enjoyed, right? Like one of the things I hate, really, I really don't like this, is when you start with a character, a protagonist, a hero, who has a goal, and then we have to keep expanding this because we need to um, grow the mm. stakes. So like, this is gonna feel like a weird example, but it's like so on the nose for me, um, is like um, True Blood, the vampire HBO sure. show. It, the first, people will forget this, but the first season of that show is a murder mystery. Mm. Someone's killing girls in this little town um, in, in Baltimore, and they think it's the main character's brother, sure. so he gets arrested. Yeah. And there are vampires, but like we're doing kind of multiple storylines here, but like we're just trying to figure out like who's killing all these girls. Okay, by the sixth season or whichever is the last one, right. like existence is at stake. Like like the war between fairies and vampires oh and God. witches is potentially risking the fabric of our earth, our dimension. Wow. And they have to go into <laughs> the fairy dimension to like stop a sure. super evil fairy. I don't remember. But like start off from something one thing happened blew between up. those two seasons. And, yeah. and it does grow incrementally. Like the next season it's oh, like sure. the town is at risk instead of just these girls. Then the next season it's like um like there's a vampire who wants to take over like the whole country basically and they've got to stop that. Like they, like it grows. But my point is is that like you can't but when you get to the end of that show you can't look back and go like what was this about again? Right. Was this about like somebody they found a dead girl and they think yeah. it was my brother it's usually it's bad. Usually it means you've lost the point of your character. Mm-hmm. I think Batman is a man who's born out of the death of one family, who decides that that won't happen again to one family if he can stop it. Yes, and then that becomes well, you can't do that. You have to save the city. Like you have to save a whole city if you're mm-hmm. going to save a family because like there's a family over there that's happening to you. Yeah, and then that's the family. And then that becomes like it's not enough to stop like these kinds of crimes. There's guys with. Uh, laughing gas balloons that want to kill basically the whole city. They want to kill the whole city. Yes. I'm not protecting a family in the city. I'm protecting the city as a family. Like one thing. Mm-hmm. So now I have all these super villains that I have to stop. Then we have villains who want to destroy the country or the world, right? And so like I have to deal with that now and now I need to get friends who can help me with that because sometimes I can't like punch a hole in a guy the size of a moon. So I need that. And then now that he's in the Justice League, like now I'm going to deal with guys from like outside of space. Like my best friend is like a space cop. Yeah. So we tell all of that and it works. And I think maybe because of this version of the character that is he like he is always adjusting and preparing for the next threat. Yeah. I think that that I think you could easily absorb the idea that, you know, so like in at the end of uh, Justice League War, uh, not war, doom. Mm-hmm. When all of the all of the Justice League members have been neutralized because of plans that Batman made, in case he had to neutralize each of them, he read him the Riot Act and kicked him mm-hmm. out of the Justice League. And he goes, you know, they're they're like, you know, like it's funny you had plans for all of us, but not for you. And he said, I did, I planned for me. It's called it's the called Justice, the Justice League. League. That's a good line. Yeah, but also, I think that it's not a far stretch to ask Batman if you said like, what's your plan for retirement? He yeah. would go. What? Robin. No, 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 Robin. Dick. Like, yeah, like, I'm the man inside of this suit will die one day, but Batman is a thing. Yeah. And Dick is better than me, and Damien will be better than him. Mm-hmm. And and then I, I won't, I don't know who will be after that, but whoever's after that will be better than them because I picked a person who would pick a person who would pick a person who would pick a person, yep. and each of us would be better than the one before us. Like, so, so even. Even stepping out of the role, this character would prepare, mm-hmm. right? And anytime your brain goes, isn't that a little too easy? That's Batman. Like, the point 
of him is that he can only prepare mm-hmm. because he doesn't have powers. And because, I mean, I'd be a liar if I didn't say I don't love the Lantern Ring Batman mm-hmm. versions. Like, White Lantern Batman is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Green Lantern Batman is amazing. Um, but, like, those are just fun because we can immediately see how ridiculous that character is if he was any of these other characters. Yeah. But instead, we get a real person who can't be reduced to powers because he doesn't have any. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the show is really the only showcase of that character that does it justice and, again, does it, like, over an arc. Like, if you start at the beginning and you watch all the way till the end of Justice League or Batman Beyond, whichever order you want to watch it in, I think you get a feel for this specific character that if you pick any other DC character that you love... You can't get that view of them. I agree. This is the definitive version of Batman in any media. And and Warner and uh, DC has confirmed that with, I told you about this like the other week. Oh, yeah. With, uh, in the uh, Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go movie, mm-hmm. the uh, the headmaster or whatever the hell he is uh, explaining like what's going to happen, why is... Um, he kind of fit these two different versions of the Teen Titans to fight each other is that um, he takes he takes every version of one character from the entirety of the multiverse and pits them against each other to see which version is the best. Mm-hmm. And while he's explaining this entire thing, what's shown is a battle of the Batman. Yeah. All silhouettes and stuff, but you can clearly see which version is what. <laughs> yeah, so there's Brave and the Bold, there's uh, B-Taz, there's uh, Michael Keaton, whatever, yeah. right? The one that stands on the top mm-hmm. holding a first place Bat trophy is Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. This is this version of the Batman. And um, to answer the question I asked you, hmm. I have zero nostalgia for Batman in general. Right. I've never been like a big Batman fan. I've always thought, oh yeah, it's cool. It's, it's Batman, you yeah. know? Because like playground stuff, who'll win the fight? It's Batman. Batman. Right? It's be- I know how cool Batman is, regardless. The only thing I've ever liked about Batman before the animated series is the 89 movie, mainly because Prince did the music for it, yep. but I also really like, like out of all the live actions, mm. I like that version, Michael Keaton's and that Joker the most. But... It's because of that episode, the Batman episode uh, we did, you told me that I had to watch the animated series, Justice League, and beyond. And I did. I made sure to finish it before we even jumped into the studio. Absolutely fell in love with it. Not, like, again, zero nostalgia, never watched it as a kid, never grew up with Batman. Mm -hmm. The, The earliest memory I have with Kevin Conroy's Batman is, it's like, 2011, mm-hmm. Arkham City came out, and I was at my grandparents' place uh, getting ready for bed. I was in the same bedroom as my uncle, and he was on his bed uh, playing Arkham City, I, I, I assume, because I remember seeing the white Batman and the bloody oh, stuff, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. right when he was starting up the game. And he was playing, and I was trying to fall asleep, but I was, of course I was watching him play, <laughs> and I just see him beating up goons and stuff, and... Um, Growing up, like my grandma is a Christian pastor, mm-hmm. so uh, she always she always like said like oh, this is not this is of the yeah. devil this yeah, is yeah, this yeah. you know yeah, and that. you know as a as a 10, 11 year old that kind of was still lingering in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw my uncle playing and I went to my grandma's room and I told her hey um, 
my uncle is playing this game and he's beating up people and I guess I was scared of it you know I think yeah, I, sure. I was scared of the game yeah and my grandma came in and, and, and yelled at my uncle to turn it <laughs> off and stuff. And I remember, like, after she left, him saying, Okay, Jared. I cried myself to sleep that night. <laughs> That's my earliest memory of Kevin Conroy's <laughs> Batman. And, like, I wouldn't, like, from then, I will not believe if I told myself, my 11-year-old self, mm. you're going to love not only this game, because Arkham City is my favorite game. Yeah. But this particular voice actor this character i would not believe myself and the the main reason why i love it is is because of all the things we've already talked about the art style the music the the storytelling the first 10 episodes of this show is the amazing the first it's phenomenal season, the first season is so soulful it's so good um i i genuinely think you could release it right now yeah and people it's timeless would, people would go like oh this is an amazing series like if yeah. you've never seen it before yeah uh i don't want to talk about the side characters for a second sure. um because I, I think like they all deserve an honorable mention so like characters like harvey bullock who is just gorgeous like uh a, a detective that is kind of like as capable as Batman yeah. in his own way. Like the Joker Fish episode is probably my favorite episode of the yeah. show. There are episodes that are better in different parts. There are some with way better drama. There's some with better jokes, although maybe not many with better jokes. Yeah. Um, but the combination of the story, the delivery from Batman, the delivery from Mark Hamill as that, like yeah. that, the, the, the Joker's lines in that one and his the laugh that he gets to have when he comes into the office. Um, he's got the hat in that one, the big yeah. flat hat. He it's, has the hat. That one has so many perfect little things yeah. that are just right on the nose. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's like peak Batman the Animated Yes, series. it is. That's what I would say. So, like, are there better episodes? Probably. But it's, it's like, the best example of a This is all about episode, Batman right? and Joker. Yeah. We see the hijinks between the two, yeah. especially Joker. He goes all out with yeah. this stuff, you know? And Batman's like, oh, I got to stop this, you know? So, yeah, so two things in that one. One um, is on that note that you yeah. said about them in their dynamic. I think that one maybe really well establishes mm -hmm. their dynamic because um, it's you know uh, I I was like I liked Heath Ledger's performance mm -hmm. as in in the Dark Knight I don't really like the character that's written there because um, just a dangerous chaotic person isn't enough for me yeah I want his motivation to simply be unreadable right like it is funny but how but how can you <laughs> suss out what he thinks is funny yeah. you can't you yeah. can't know his brain because he's broken and so. Um, there's the the line where the patent clerk guy is yeah. like, like, why is the Joker coming after me, Batman? Like, I'm just a patent clerk. I can't even do anything. Like, I can't I can't do what he wants. And he says, and that's it, the joke. Sick mind. <laughs> that's the joke. And like, and that's a great like, because one, Batman understands this. Yeah. Like, he understands this thing that he has to fight, but he also knows that like, there's no reasoning with him. Um, and it gives us insight to the Joker. Yeah. Um, and so, so we have that, but then back to my, my, you know, my side characters thing, like Harvey Bullock beats Batman yeah. to the location of the hideout because he, he sees the fish and he yep. goes, that's, that's gotta be from the Gotham Aquarium. And Batman has to go home and run it through the, <laughs> through yep. the computer. Um, they and did I, like a biopsy or autopsy. Um, he, he cut it no. apart to find the yeah. toxins 
but he he had the computer like identify that it was a Japanese tang, I think. And they, I think it's great that Kevin initially wanted to be Bullock. Yeah, that's really fun. So isn't it? yeah. Um, so so like so we get so 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 Bullock is really great, and yeah. then later, um, later Montoya um, is fun. Oh yeah, she's great. She's just a foil for him, right? Yeah. So now we get to see both of them, right, um, together. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Commissioner Gordon is spectacular. That Gordon best version. I think so. I, I mean, think, honestly, the best, I think for all the characters, is probably the best version in the yeah, animated series. Yeah. Like, um, well, I, okay, I have to say that I do, I do like What's-His-Face as Gordon um, in the Nolan movies. Um, you know, I can never remember his name when I want to, but he's the, cause he's, he's the guy that's everybody. Jim Gordon in the Dark Knight trilogy? Yeah, but hold on. Because he's, he's everybody. He's the right. reason. Um, I hate the Jim Gordon in um, Michael Keaton films. It's just, you know, yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't work for me. He doesn't but also, do anything. Before I even watched uh, animated series, I watched the Michael Keaton. Like, I watched all the movies, right? Yeah. And I've just preferred the Michael Keaton films. And knowing, and I can also just see how much influence those movies had on the show. And I think that also helps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hell, I love the show so much that I have my cat as Batman (laughs) with the anime, like, with the background. That one. Like, the, the light that's, strike. That's my screensaver. Um, okay, so <laughs> first off, it's Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman is everybody, which is why I never remember his name. Yeah. Because uh, he, he, he's just a chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I do like his Commissioner Gordon a lot, actually. Sure, yeah. Um, but do you know what? I think Gary Oldman is to Commissioner Gordon as J.K. Simmons is to uh, J. Jonah Jameson. I think he's just a yeah. human version of the character yeah. that you couldn't cast better. Like, like they took... They, they, That's a good one. He was born to inhabit that character, yeah. Um, because the character on the screen is is the same guy, mm-hmm. kind of to me anyway. Um, and so yeah, so I, I love Commissioner Gordon. Um, I love that we get so like it, to the point of it again, them knowing that it's kind of fun, funny. Yeah, like the the disappearing bit is really funny. So good. My, so good. I remember I remember my mom laughing like a lot uh, in one of the episodes when he does that and Gordon says like one of these days I'm going to nail his yeah. feet to the floor <laughs> which is just kind of a great throwaway line to nobody in particular but like my mom thought it was the funniest thing and then like of course like that Alfred is like an ex-SAS guy yeah his, right oh my god episode where Alfred it's gets so to have good. his own little fight um, <laughs> Harley, Harley Quinn is a side character that we get lots of and she's and wonderful she, yeah she has a nice little redemption too she got a good redemption arc yeah. obviously she like as a character yeah. like she's expanded to I mean she has her own comic she has a couple of two movies. movies yeah like or technically three well, if you count all the Suicide Squad yeah I don't count all it's about her <laughs> yeah that's fair I really think that the way that the characters blossom and grow not just Batman and not just like Robin and the Joker right. but like all of the villains yeah. develop or at least the ones that do the penguin develops yeah. like as the show goes on yeah um you know a couple of them don't get much but no. the ones that do shine and again just like batman shine in a way that no other show with side characters mm-hmm. really grows we don't get to see like what is black cat really like, <laughs> right. like over the course of <laughs> spider-man true. like and and i think that might be the end of his list he, you don't have a lot of recurring side characters other than like the civilians mary jane's in it yeah a bunch. harry's in it a bunch like you know, but like Superman doesn't, Jimmy doesn't really change. Um, Lois doesn't really change. No. Lex Luthor doesn't really change, except till you get to Justice League. Yeah. But that's a Batman show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think the Batman animated series, including the series that we all said yeah. as one big thing, is is unique. And I think that if you like good storytelling mm-hmm. and you like seeing really multifaceted characters bounce off of each other 
then I don't think you need to be into comics no. or into superheroes Not or whatever to enjoy it. I think that if you show a person who's being honest, like Mask of the Phantasm, Ugh. which is an incredible film. Sub-Zero? Um, Sub-Zero. I saw that the other day. God. Or like certain individual episodes at yeah. any point in this show arc, like... Just the Mr. Freeze. Um, Just the, like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, Heart, of, Heart of Ice... Or the one with the baby doll. Oh, um, like yeah, that I think it's hard. I think either of those. If you show that to a person and go like, "Hey, I know you don't really like superhero stuff, but like, can you watch twenty minutes of a story and yeah. just tell me what you think about it?" They might go, "Are the other episodes like that?" And the answer most is, of them? Yeah. "Yeah, most of them are like that." So. And a lot of them can just stand on their own too, which is great. Yeah. Clearly, we can keep talking about this for forever it's It's for a long time but Richard again I just want to thank you for joining me on this special episode Um, today as as the release of this episode is the last performance of Kevin Conroy maybe I'll pick up the game I I don't know yet I'll let you know about it but like it seems pretty cool like the only reason why I would do it is for Kevin Um, that might be enough Jared it might be that might be enough Yeah. yeah But yeah, thank you again for joining me on this episode. Yeah, this has been a blast, and the animated series, it, it's took me by surprise. It's become like the show that defines 2023 for me. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And it's a, it's a, it's impacted me so much that I'm making my cat into Batman. <laughs> I'm currently still making him a Batmobile yeah. from the animated series out of cardboard, and it's going pretty well, by the way. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much, and... We'll catch you on the next one, right? See you next one. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on Rouse the Dazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Make sure to tune in every Thursday on the Live 365 app, Eagle Radio Station, where we are live. We'll catch you on the next one. For a quick little yeah. end bit thing, do you want to give me your best? Ooh, Avengers! Uh, I'm the night. Yeah. Then, okay. All Let's right. both do it, but like you'll go first. <sighs> okay. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. Nice. <laughs> Let me try. I've actually been practicing. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. I might have peaked the mic a little. Yeah, that was definitely on the Conroy delivery, though. I could feel yeah. The, yeah, you drag where he drags. That's cool. Yeah, that's, thank that's you. nice. Thank yeah. you. Coming from a voice acting yeah. teacher, that's great. Yeah, I've heard that line a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.